uh, see a lot of empty seats, but... Uh, Okay, all the important people are here, so we'll get started, all right? Well, I'm not. The important people are here. <laughs> if you would open your Bibles with me to Psalm chapter number 34. Oops. I do think it is a privilege to be here. Psalm number 34, we're going to read one verse, the first verse. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. Let's pray real quick. Father, we thank you for the grace of the day. For the Sabbath day, Father, that you've given to us to rest our bodies and set ourselves aside and focus upon you. We thank you for this church, Father, and for the people that are here. I ask, Lord, tonight that you would speak to our hearts, help us to be draw closer to you, and be a people that you'd be pleased with. Take the words of the Holy Spirit and teach us, Father, we pray in your Son's holy name. Amen. So living in a world today that is filled with trouble, I've noticed that many Christians struggle with the desire to praise the Lord. It might be the loss of a job, the loss of financial security, sickness that has come into your life uninvited, and the, or the loss of freedoms from some of the new laws that they're passing, the political division in our nation today, and the list can go on for a while. It could be the loss of a loved one, we all go through seasons in our Christian life where sometimes we just don't feel like praising the Lord. And there are other times when we just as once as it seems to raise the rafters praising the Lord. You remember those old what they used to call brush harbors and the people would gather and they would sing and praise and it just, you know. Sometimes we feel like that and we just, we want to praise the Lord. And sometimes we just don't feel like it. We as people have emotions and they take us up and our emotions take us down. But you know, we should praise the Lord when we're feeling it and just happy to be doing so. And we should praise the Lord when we're going through the valleys of life at what seems like the end of our rope. Praising the Lord is a critical part of our spiritual Christian life. I want to look at praising the Lord this evening as a sermon topic. In the middle 1990s, my wife Lois was on her way to work one morning, and she said she was listening to the Christian radio, and they're singing, and she said she was thinking about God. She says she was simply praising the Lord as she sang and reflected on God and his goodness. No one but her and God was there, and it was only God that heard her voice. She states she was just very moved as the Spirit of the Lord was with her and as she was joining the singing with the radio and just praising the Lord. It may not really been a time of prayer, but just a heartfelt expression of gratitude to God for who he was and who he is. It was just a time of praise. It wasn't something that she had rehearsed. 
It was not something that she had been practicing. It was just her expression of acknowledging God and his greatness and goodness. Just praise. It was praise from her to God. When she got to work, she said she set about her task for the day, and one of her co-workers, his, I believe his name was Dave, said to her, he says, did you change the brand of makeup you use or change the color or something? No. Why? Why are you asking? He said, well, you look different today. You look really good. You look really good. It's like your face is glowing. My sermon today is, why should we praise the Lord? As I read scriptures, I find five reasons to why we should praise the Lord. These five are not the only reasons to praise God, but they are a good starting point. If you and I will follow these five reasons and form a daily habit of praising God, our lives will change for the better. As we focus on these five reasons and praise God within the context of these reasons, we will soon find our lives being lived with where we will daily praise our God. So the first reason that I find that we should praise the Lord is, number one, we're commanded to praise the Lord. When the children of Israel had went into exile and they, were, they came back and they started to rebuild the temple, Ezra was one of the, the scribe or he was part of the leadership team. And in Ezra chapter 3 and verse 10 it says, And when the builders had laid the foundation of the temple of the Lord, they set the priest in their apparel with the trumpets, and the Levites, the son of Asaph, with symbols, to praise the Lord after the ordinance of David, the king of Israel. And Nehemiah chapter 9 and verse 5 says, Then the Levites said, Stand up and bless the Lord your God forever and ever, and blessed be thy glorious name which is exalted above all thy blessings and praise. We're commanded to praise the Lord. Ezra, when they were rebuilding the temple of Jerusalem, wanted the people to succeed at the building of of the temple. He wanted them to succeed in the task that they were set out to do. He read the law of God, one of the books of Moses, probably the book of Deuteronomy, and there he found the things that needed to ensure the blessings of God and the efforts of the people. As Ezra studied, he came to the conclusion that if the people were going to secure the blessings of God, they would have to praise the Lord. It had been written in the law of God. Ezra also found laws written by King David that commanded that the people were to praise the Lord. What King David had written has become part of the divine scriptures. And it is a part of the word of God that holds authority in the life that we live today. Psalm 48 and verse 1. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God, in the mountain of his holiness. Psalm 107 and verse 8. Oh, that men would praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Psalm 113 verse 1. Praise ye the Lord. Praise, O ye servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. So if we follow God in obedience as to what he commands us, 
we will praise the Lord. If we do not, we're living in disobedience. There's not really a middle ground. Let me ask, do you want to succeed in life? Do you desire God's best on your efforts? Do you say you love the Lord God? John's gospel spells it out pretty loud and clear. In the 14th chapter, in verse 15, he says, If you love me, keep my commandments. Verse 21, it says, He that hath my commandments and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. And he that loveth me shall be loved of my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. One of those commandments that he gives us is we should praise the Lord. In times of trouble, praise the Lord. In times of sorrow, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord when things are good. Praise the Lord when things are bad. When you're on the top, praise the Lord. When you're on the bottom, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord when you have good reason to do so. And when you have no reason, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord because he has commanded you to do so. <clears throat> when things are life are hard and life is difficult, that is really when we need the most to praise the Lord. Psalms 22 verses 2 and 3 says, Oh my God, I cry in the daytime, but thou hearest not. And in the night season, I am not silent, but thou art holy, O thou that inhabitest the praise of Israel. If it seems like God is nowhere to be found, start praising him, and you will find yourself in his presence. God inhabits the praises of of his people. Praise the Lord because he has commanded you to do so. Second reason I find to praise the God in the scriptures. Praise him because he is worthy. Have you ever gone to the store and got something that you needed and you trying to shop and you wanted to save a little bit of money and you thought, well, I, Laundry soap is a good example. That stuff is getting pretty expensive, you know. So it's $15 a bottle or whatever. Uh, you, you find a jug that's only six and a half dollars. You save some money. So you buy this cheaper laundry soap and you go home and you wash the clothes with it and you, you look at it and you say, this stuff ain't worth two cents. Well, you paid $15 for it and you say it ain't worth two cents. How much is it really worth? You've made a statement that it really isn't worth what you paid for it. You're disappointed with what you paid compared to the results. When you praise God, you will never be disappointed. Yes, there will be times when you do not feel like praising God. But those are some of the most important times when praise does the most good and we receive really the most benefit. God will accept a sacrifice of praise. 
Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 15. By him, therefore, let us offer the sacrifice of praise to God continually. That is the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. <coughs> Excuse me. God is worthy to receive praises. Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw also the Lord sitting upon a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Above it stood the seraphim, each had six wings. With two he covered his face, with two he covered his feet, and with two he did fly. And one cried unto another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is filled with his glory. And the post of the door moved at the voice of him that cried, and the house was filled with smoke. The angels serve God because he is worthy. He is high and lifted up. God is worthy to be praised. He created the earth and all things that are in it. He is worthy to be praised. God devised the plan of salvation. He is worthy to be praised. He's a ruler of heaven and earth. He's worthy to be praised. Revelations chapter 5 and verse 12, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory and blessing. Revelation chapter 4 and verse 11, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. God is worthy to be praised. He is worthy of our praise and so much more. Think of being in the presence of the King of Kings, the God who created all things. Angels and those that are in the presence of God know his worth because of being in his presence. Revelations chapter 4 and verse 11 says, The four and twenty elders fell down and worshipped him, crying, Thou art worthy, O Lord, to receive glory and honor and power. For thou hast created all things, and for thy pleasure they are and were created. He is worthy to receive our praises. He it is who sits on the throne of heavens and looks over the affairs of men and directs them like the course of a river. There was a king Nebuchadnezzar. The book of Daniel tells us he was the greatest king of the Gentile world. He was the head of gold of the vision of the kingdoms of the world. And what did he say? Daniel chapter 4 verses 34 and 35 says, And at the end of days I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted up mine eyes unto heaven, and mine understanding returned unto me, and I blessed the Most High. And I praised and honored him that liveth forever whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. <clears throat> and all the inhabitants of the earth reputed as nothing, and he doth according to his will in all the army of heaven, and among the inhabitants of the earth. None can stay his hand or say unto him, What doest thou? Now I, Nebuchadnezzar, praise and extol and honor the king of heaven, all whose works are truth and his ways judgment. And those that walk in pride, he is able to abase. Here we find the most powerful man in the world. And he is praising the Lord. God is worthy to be praised. Praise the Lord. Reason number three of the five. 
Reason number three, I will praise the Lord because I want to. Psalm 40 in chapter 3, He hath put a new song in my mouth, even praise unto our God. Many shall see it in fear and trust in the Lord. <clears throat> when I think of what God has done for me, I can't help but to praise my God. It was back in 1996, 1998, I'm sorry, 1998, I believe it was October 12th, a car fell on my youngest son and crushed him. Took him to the hospital that night and about 2 o'clock in the morning, the doctors told us, well, if he recovers and he doesn't die, he's going to have to have repeated surgeries. It could take years before he could live a normal life. I went home and we prayed. And that night it was just a struggle to pray. I just, I just couldn't. Got up the next day and went back to the hospital and spent a while there and went back home and tried to pray and it was just a struggle. But I, that Friday night, it happened on Wednesday, that Friday night, I cried like a baby. And God heard my prayer. My son came home from the hospital 10 days later and he never even took an aspirin for pain. God is worthy to be praised. Has God done anything for you lately? Has he been good to you? Do you have a relationship with Jesus the Christ? If you do, he has done something for you and given you a promise of a bright and a beautiful life and that's going to last for eternity. If you don't want to praise the Lord, you may not be saved. But you can be. God loves you and he does want a relationship with you. Let him in. And he will place within you a well of living water on, in the inside of you that overflows. And praise will flow from you that you can't contain. God has given us everything in this life. And if we could explain it, his word wouldn't be true. He said he gives us the peace that passes understanding. You know, God has limited the human knowledge to a point that we can't cross. We may know the speed of sound and the speed of light and the vastness of the universe. We may know all the complexities of the human genome and understanding of DNA, but God has said no one can understand the peace that he gives. But we can have it. We can know that peace, but we can't explain it. We can't understand it. It just makes me want to shout and sing, praise the Lord. The peace that is within our hearts. I am going to praise the Lord because I want to. Point number four. I will praise the Lord because of what happens when I do. When we begin to praise the Lord, the blessings of God begin to flow. Psalm 112 verse 1 says, Praise ye the Lord. 
Blessed is the man that feareth the Lord, that delighteth greatly in his commandments. Do you know that the praising the Lord will keep you alive? Psalm 119, verse 175. Let my soul live, and it shall praise thee. Let thy judgments help me. Praising the Lord will help you to live a godly life. Psalm 118, verse 19. Open to me the gates of righteousness. I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. Praising the Lord helps us to learn scriptures. Psalm 119, verse number 7. I will praise thee with the uprightness of heart when I shall have learned thy righteous judgments. Psalm 119, verse 171. My lips shall utter praise when thou hast taught me thy statutes. Praising the Lord will put you in good company. Psalm 138, verse 4, All the kings of the earth shall praise thee, O Lord, when they hear the words of thy mouth. We should praise the Lord because of what he has done for us. I remember the story of Paul and Silas, how when they were beaten and they were thrown in prison, and they began to sing and praise the Lord. How many of us could do the same thing? We're beaten and we're thrown in prison. And we start praying, oh Lord, they've done me wrong. Or do we turn and say, praise the Lord. They turned and they said, praise the Lord. And what happened in their situation? Their chains fell off. The jailhouse doors opened. We should praise the Lord. I'm going to praise the Lord because of what happens when I do. When you begin to praise the Lord, the best things happen. I've picked five things here that I've shown you with scriptures that praise will do for you. Praise will keep you alive. Praise will cause you to be blessed. Praise will help you to overcome temptation and live a godly, well-pleasing life to Christ. Praise will enable you to learn scriptures and place you in the presence of some important and powerful people. Praising the Lord will bring about a whole new you that you have tried to achieve all by yourself, but you just can't. Praise the Lord and watch what happens. Point number five. I will praise the Lord because of what happens when I don't. The Bible tells us about a man named Nabal, whom it says was evil and selfish. David came to him and asked for food for the men that were with him. Nabal, who was very rich, refused and asked the question, Who is David? Nabal knew who David was. And he knew that Samuel had anointed David the king. He was familiar with the stories how David had killed Goliath. Yet when faced with the choice of praise, he refused to offer what was rightfully due to David. Nabal stated, there's a lot of runaway slaves. And I, that's probably what David is. Just, he's not worthy of praise. 
Not only did he refuse to give any praise to David for what he had done, he even insulted David as well. We can become the same when we refuse to offer praises to the one that deserves it. God, above all others, deserves our praise. He has made the heavens and the earth. By his knowledge, he holds the earth in place and causes the moon to hang on nothing. Did anybody see the sunset this evening? And Beautiful. That was God's finger work. God is the giver of life. By the words of his mouth is how we live. Christ said during his temptations, you don't live by the bread that you eat, but by the words that comes from the mouth of God. God has the power to speak, and there is life. He looked at his friend Lazarus, and he simply said, Lazarus, live! And there was life in Lazarus. God deserves our praises, and if we withhold it, we can even become as Nabal. We become self-centered. We can become evil, unkind, and really unable to praise. When Nabal refused to praise for those who deserved it, he became a stone. If you refuse to honor God with your praise, you will be given a heart of stone. You may become a person who is even unable to praise. Unmovable, unlovable, full of envy. If you refuse to praise God, you can become even less than a stone. Jesus said as he entered into the city of Jerusalem, if the people had not praised him, he said, even the rocks would cry out and praise him. If you refuse to praise God, really, you can become dumber than a box of rocks. I will praise God if for no other reason than what will happen if I don't. Have you praised the Lord today? Do you have a reason to praise Him? If you're here and you're alive, you have a reason to praise the Lord. I don't know your heart or the condition of your soul, but I do know the maker of heaven and earth, and He has sent me here to tell you that He loves you and He wants a relationship with you. He is here in our service this evening and he is waiting to bless you and to fill you with reasons to praise if you will but surrender to him. We should praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for your grace and for your favor. And Father, we lift our voice and we give praise to you. Glory to your name. Thank you for the plan of salvation, Father. For loving us, for caring us about us. Father, we honor you and we praise you. We want to speak of your goodness to us.
May you help us to tell the others, Father, as we go to work this week, as we go to school, wherever it may be that we go, may the fruit of your praise be on our lips, and may others find Christ and salvation because of our words of praise towards you. Forgive us of our sins, we pray in thy son's holy name. Amen.